This is your host, Joy Taylor, from A Funny Thing Happened. And in this uh, weird pandemic, uh, we really need to laugh. So I'm just going to keep going and going and going until I have no listeners. But right now I have quite a few. So thanks for listening. I thought I'd tell you the story of when I worked in a really cool animation company. I made all the costumes for all the little tiny characters. If anyone asked me what my dream job would be, and it would have always been making um, clothes for the Muppets, I'd watch that show from the time I was 10 and I'd just think that would be the best job ever to design and make costumes for the Muppets. Little did I know I would end up one day sort of doing that but not quite for Jim Henson. Anyway, how this came about, I've had I've had some really cool jobs and I, will, I always say my favourite job was uh, dog wrangling on a kids' television show for Channel 10. I used to mind this dog, Pav, but I'll talk about that later because that's funny in itself. But uh, right now I'll just tell you about working at Anifex because that was such a great job. So how it came about, I got a phone call. Oh, no, Dean had been, my husband Dean is a designer and he had been designing character designs, things like that for them for, for years and uh, designing sets, that kind of stuff. And he'd been doing that remotely from Sydney. When we moved to Adelaide, we went in there and I just thought, this is the best place ever. You walk in the foyer. On the right-hand side was a huge receptionist desk that was really cool. And right in front of you was this big gold frame. Uh, how big? Huge, huge, one whole wall. And behind the glass were all the characters from Home Hardware and Schmacko's commercials, all these different commercials that they'd done. I, I walked in there and I just thought, oh, this is this is just so great. I just want to work here. It's the best place ever. And on the left were the conference rooms, but they had, because they were set builders and this is what they did, they had built the doors like uh, Art Deco elevator doors. So it looked like that was an elevator when in actual fact it wasn't. It led into this cool conference room. So working there would have been a dream, but I was there just visiting with Dean. I had quite a few friends there. Anyway, we walked through and there was right in front when you walk through the back door into the actual part where all the workings are, there were dark curtains and people were moving characters around and animating and a bit further down there's a workshop that was just mind-blowing where they would build all the little sets and the characters on the left was the character shop where all the little characters were. So Dean and I went in there and on all the shelves were all these fantastic little characters from all the commercials. And, of course, I knew most of the commercials. Just if you watch TV, you would know all these ads and especially the home hardware ads and the schmackos because they were constantly on TV. Anyway, here were all these great little, they're called maquettes. They're all these little characters and they range from Louis the Fly, which is, like about half an inch big. I had to make a waistcoat for him once. <laughs> it was a little tiny felt waistcoat. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to make. Anyway, Louis the Fly right up to or what would be the biggest character, probably about two feet high. Anyway, and then, then we walked around the studio and said hi to everybody. The owners, Michael and Richard, were really great. Lots of fun. And, uh, yeah, so we so we walked around and then we went upstairs and upstairs there's three rooms, computer rooms and offices and, and, and then just a room in the middle where 
the girl made all the uh, costumes. And in my head, I just thought, oh my God, that's my dream job. I would love, I would just love to work here with all these creative people. It would be so cool. So anyway, I think we were in Adelaide for about a year. We'd moved from Sydney to Adelaide. And uh, Dean had been working downtown and I, I would go down there quite a lot and I'd go into Anifex and visit, have lunch with the girls and that was great. And then one day I got a phone call saying that the girl making the costumes had left halfway through a commercial and uh, could I fill in? <laughs> I just thought, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. It's like my dream come true and I, I was thinking about starting my own business but uh, at that point I thought oh no I'd much rather do this so I, I, I'd already had a few businesses but I just thought this would be just the best job ever so I went in and had a meeting and they were halfway through a, a yeah a home hardware commercial which had a lot of little dogs in it that needed collars made and different things like that so I said I could do the job that was not a problem at all and I was hoping I'd work in-house but they just gave me everything to take home to make and bring back in so I did that a bit reluctantly because I thought I just want to work in-house this would be so great I think another six months went by and they were doing a really big commercial for Schmeckos and uh, the little Nana in the Schmackos commercials, if you've ever seen it, she wears a little beige dress with flowers, like a, a Nana cotton dress. And she's, she's a little fat lady with, um, I think, oh, yeah, her name's Dorothy, that's right. And, uh, and she calls the dog Schmackos and they, they come running and, you know, that's, that's part of the ad. But they were doing a short film that was going to be shown at cinemas so there were a lot of costumes that needed to be made. So there we go. I got asked to work in-house and that was the best. I, I just remember the first day working there. I was walking on air. It was so great. I had I had my own room upstairs with a machine and all the fabrics that I needed. And my friend Bougie, who is just crazy talented, she was director of photography and um, she used to source all the fabrics and all the things as well. So she'd bring in all the fabrics and everyone would come up to say hi and it was it was just a dream job. So I made all these costumes for the Schmackos commercials. So the dogs, like I think a little dog had a tuxedo. Um, I had to make nanas, a couple of nana dresses and little beige silk petticoats underneath because her in the in the film her strap from her petticoat falls off so I had I had her mostly and you had to make two of everything in case something got ripped or you know while they were animating something got glue on it anything could happen so two of everything there was uh, a guy that had uh, like a a movie guy that had a beret and uh, and these are all quite tiny and and a little turtleneck sweater lots of lots of different things there was a dog catcher and I had to make him a hat and um, a coat so yeah it just went on and on anyway it was endless work I think I was there for about six months it was such a great job so here I was in my little office I you know I loved everyone who worked there it was really fun and uh, there was a few pranksters in the building which is my favorite thing anyway we had we had all the maquettes which are the dolls um, up in my room that were I was measuring and fitting them for all their outfits and then out out the back in the workshop I would go walk down there and take them back or pick up any new one that I needed so anyway I'm gradually making my way through and then when I get to Nana's dress 
it's it like I said it's beige with little brown flowers and it's cotton sleeveless nana dress and she she walks out to the or she's animated to walk out to the clothesline and 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 call the dog and her her shoulder strap from her petticoat slips off and it has to be this little beige petticoat and I just thought oh that's boring (laughs) but of course I have to do what I'm told because of continuity and everything has to be the same as the ad from the last time so I'm making a little dress and I I did all that and then that night when I went home I thought it'd be really funny because I knew that that night uh, when we lock up and go uh, when we've all left all the the crew start animating so they're there they're there half the night animating when it's quiet I thought wouldn't it be really funny if they undressed Dorothy and she had on big pink bloomers and a funny pink bra and in my head I just thought that would be such a good prank play on the animation boys so anyway the next day when I went in Bougie came up to my room and I'm there Bougie this is my idea I want to I said well do you think it'd be okay if I took one of the maquettes home and Dorothy, like, uh, let me explain. Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy is like an overweight nana, probably in her seventies, eighties, and she has, you know, glow mesh handbag arms, like baggy arms, saggy baggy arms. She's got, you know, a really big belly. She's got cellulite. She's she's got a big butt. When she's naked, she's quite funny actually to look at, but very realistic with all the cellulite and everything. So anyway. I, um, I, yeah, I said to Bougie, will that be okay to take the maquette home? And she said, you can't, Joy. They're worth a lot of money. And if anything happens to them, you know, they've got to be made again. We've only got two of each one and uh, we, we can't risk it. And I went, oh, that's a shame because I, I want to measure her up and make some underwear. And I told, told Bougie I was going to make bloomers and she's right in on it. So I'm throwing her under the bus right now. <laughs> if you're listening bougie Uh, so she said oh god that would be so funny if the animators at night undress her and she's got on underwear and bougie said it would be really funny if she had on a g-string and I said why didn't I think of that it's so much better than just pink bloomers and a pink bra we'll do really sexy underwear on the old nana anyway uh bougie went off and she found a mac hat that was headless which was old and it was you know they're rubbery so the rubber kind of wears a bit so it had worn a bit and she goes you can take this one home because it had to be fitted really perfectly otherwise it wouldn't look good so I took it home and that night just happened to have some black see-through mesh fabric and I made little tiny g-string with a little frill up the her big butt and on the front it was really tiny like an eye patch <laughs> so small and it had a little red bow and then I made a little bra that was very sexy and uh, it was black see-through with a little tiny red bow and I was laughing so hard I thought oh when the boys see this when they animate they're just gonna lose it so yeah that's a nice thing <laughs> to happen through the night they'll keep them going so anyway, I took it in the next day and I showed it to Bougie and she just lost it. She said, this is the best joy. So we put it on Nana. Uh, um, I dressed Nana with the sexy underwear, but over the top, of course, I had to put the little beige petticoat. <laughs> and and anyway, that, that was all fine. But little did we know that the advertising company from Schmackos were coming in from Melbourne. I think there was five of them that were flying in from Melbourne. Nobody told us. So anyway, Michael and Richard come through the building and come into my room and I've got Nana up on the shelf with her sexy underwear along with 
the dog catcher and, you know, all the other characters and they're all sitting on the shelf and Richard comes in and very seriously introduces me to the, uh, you know, the people that are there from the, I guess, CEOs or whatever of this company that do Schmacko's commercials. So he introduced me and I'm really polite and I'm thinking, oh, I hope they don't look at Nana and, you know, lift up her dress or anything. And then I thought, oh, that's unlikely they'll do that. So that he's showing them all the characters and he's there and the dog catcher and he lifted the dog catcher down off of the shelf and they're looking at the work of the, you know, the little outfit and everyone said, oh, this is so great. This is so clever. You're so clever. And I think my bushy's looking at me like, Joy, I think we'd be in trouble if they see, if they lift Nana down off the shelf. So we're just fingers crossed. And then Richard looked at me and he knew that something was up. And I couldn't pretend because I was trying not to laugh. Anyway, of course, Michael reaches up, pulls down Nana, and they're there. Oh, they and they hand her around, and I thought, well, that's okay. They're just looking at her. And then one of the guys is there, and she her, her little beige petticoat for you know the part where a strap drops down, and her arm waves, her flabby arm waves. So he lifts the strap and pulls it down and pulls down a tiny little black strap as well. And he's there, what's this? And Michael is looking like, I've got no idea of what's going on. What's going on? And Michael's looking at me like, Joy, what's going on? And Richard and the next thing, one of the guys lifts up her dress and she's got this tiny little G-string and I I just lost it and Bougie lost it. And... uh, we weren't real sure how it was going to go because everybody seemed quite serious for a minute and then this one guy just lost it. He took Nana's little cotton dress off and the beige petticoat and there she was in this really sexy underwear. And they, the, the advertising company all thought it was really funny so that was lucky because I really wanted to keep that job. Oh, it was so good. Anyway, that was such a laugh. But uh, yeah, a, lot, a lot of other really funny things happened while I worked there. That's one of my stories that I, I've always <laughs> loved telling. But I asked so many times. I just wish I'd taken a photo of Nana in her underwear. I didn't think to do it. I have a photo which I'll put on Instagram, which is a, at a funny thing happened podcast. I'll put a photo of the headless Nana. I think I've got a photo of her and her babies and I've got a photo of Nana in her cotton dress. But sadly, I didn't take a photo. And I asked I asked them so many times for somebody to take a photo of Nana in her black underwear, but I think everyone was a bit worried that, you know, they could get in trouble for that so nobody would ever do it for me, which is a real shame because I would have loved a photo. But anyway, that's that story and that was very funny. But the other funny thing that happened, I'll tell it now because, you know what, no, when I worked at Anifex, so many funny things happened. I'll leave this story for this week because that's a a goodie and I'll tell you the story next week about when uh, I was leaving after six months of working there and making all the costumes they didn't have any more work for me, so I had to I had to leave. And they asked if I wanted to work on reception while the receptionist Karina was on holidays for four weeks. And I ended up working on the reception. And I have some <laughs> some doozy stories from working there. That was a fun place to work. Anyway, that's my Anifex story, and I'll tell some more in the next podcast about Anifex. And I'll tell you about uh, dog wrangling Pav at Channel 10 because that was a good job too. That was really fun. Anyway, that's today's story and I will sign off and I hope you all have a good day. I really hope that 
you're enjoying yourself even though we're in these really difficult times, especially Victoria and New South Wales. It's, you know, not real great at the moment, but I promise it'll get better. Don't ask me how I know that. It just will. <laughs> okay, bye for now. Bye.